she would be able to come out of that orphanage to Finding Hope Ministries, and they were, she was able to do that. And now she's here finishing her senior year in high school. She came to faith uh, the other summer, and now she's being baptized this morning. So you pay attention to the screen. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ali and I'm 80 years old and today I decided to give my life to Jesus and follow Him. Uh, I met Jesus one year ago and I make our relationship more stronger and today I prove to myself I really want to follow Him and I really want Him to be part of my life. He changed my life a lot. I was a very close person and I didn't want to talk with anybody, but he changed my life and he made me a new person. I was born again, so I want to share the gospel of God with all the world. Well, good morning. I get to say it's my honor to get to baptize Ali Karina this morning. And uh, I'm excited to uh, also welcome someone from Romania. We have Finding Hope that's live streaming. So this is probably the first baptism we've ever had. It's being broadcast across the world. So um, Ali is right over there. If y'all would wave at the camera. They are watching us now over in Cebu, Romania. <laughs> and today it's my honor to baptize her. Um, our pastor, Jamie, is not feeling well, kind of last minute, so I get the privilege of doing this. But, Allie, I would just like to say to you how proud we are of you. Um, I believe Allie is an example of what it means to walk by faith. She's taken a huge step of faith as she come here. She trusted the Lord last year as her Lord and Savior. She has grown in her relationship. And Allie is really an example of following Christ as she goes and speaks at churches even now. So we are so proud of her. And i just like to say... Uh, to Finding Hope, to Nathan and Anka. Um, what an honor it is to partner with you over in Romania. Thank you for what you're doing there and uh, for your family there. I also want to say to Kevin and Lisa Powell, thank you for your example of trusting the Lord and truly stepping out on faith and being an example of the love of Christ. But right now we're going to ask Allie a couple questions, if you'd turn this way. This way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Allie, is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Yes, it is. Will you follow him all the days of your life? Yes, I will. Allie, in obedience to our Lord's command to baptize, and because of your profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death, raised to walk in newness of life. If you would, join me in prayer. Father, we thank you so much that you change lives. God, we are so thankful to hear the testimony of Allie and how you have truly transformed her. We thank you for rescuing her, not only physically here in this world, but eternally you have saved her soul. And I thank you for what you're doing in her life. Continue to give her boldness. Continue to help her grow. And as a church, may we continue to support the life-changing ministry of Finding Hope. We pray that you'd bless that ministry. And Lord, today we give you all the praise and all the glory for what you've done. May you be praised. Thank you for Jesus. And we pray in his mighty name. Amen.
Who is this King of glory That pursues me with his love And haunts me with each hearing Of his softly spoken words My conscience a reminder Oh, forgive this that I need Who is this King of glory Who offers it to me Who is this King of angels Oh, the blessed Prince of Peace Revealing things of heaven and all its mysteries My spirit ever longing For his grace in which to stand Who is this king of glory Son of God and son of man His name is Jesus Precious Jesus, the Lord Almighty, the King of my heart, the King of glory. Who is this King of glory? Holy oh, strength and majesty, and wisdom beyond measure. He is the gracious King of kings The Lord of earth and heaven The creator of all things He is the King of glory He's everything to me His name is Jesus Precious Jesus, the Lord Almighty, the King of my heart, the King of glory. The Lord of earth and heaven, the creator of all things, he is the king of glory, and he is everything to me. King of my heart, the King of glory, his name is Jesus.
Jesus, the Lord Almighty, the King of my heart, the King of glory. His name is Jesus, precious Jesus, the Lord Almighty, the King of my heart. King of glory, the Lord Almighty, King of my heart, the King of glory, the Lord Almighty, the King of my heart, King of glory. Great job, Byron. Um, I have a lot of respect for anybody who can sing with a track. All my choir people know I can't do that, so <laughs> great job. Um, I can't think of a better way to start out a service than to witness a, a, a baptism, and that's just um, fruits of your labors. We invest in defining hope. Um, my wife and I actually got to visit Allie when she was still in the state-run orphanage before she was even a part of Finding Hope. So it's really neat to see things come full circle, and it's a blessing to serve at a church that live streams with other countries on Sunday morning. So uh, it's a really, really neat opportunity. Thank you guys for letting me serve here um, with you. If you're visiting with us this morning, uh, in the back of the vestibule, there is a table there. You can drop by there and uh, pick up a gift. It's just a way for us to show you that we appreciate you. And it's a way for you to reach out to us as staff and how we can better serve you. So uh, if you don't mind, drop by the table if you feel led to and uh, pick up that gift. And with New Year's coming up, I suspect many of you are already uh, thinking about those New Year's resolutions. And I just want to read you a verse and uh, give you a quick challenge. Luke 10, 27. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. So I challenge you to simply do that every day. Love God and love others. Because if we do, we'll see God change our marriages, our homes, our community, our schools. And if you're going to achieve any kind of New Year's resolution, you're probably going to have to love God and love others. So I challenge you every day just to do that. Love God and love others. And so uh, with that in mind, we know that we're not going to have services tonight or Wednesday night. So the next time we see each other, it's going to be 2020. So as we stand and welcome one another today, give everybody a handshake and tell them we'll see you next year. So go ahead and stand up and welcome one another and tell them you'll see them soon.
this morning and this morning I want you to remember Jamie he's homesick he called me Friday night so I get to preach this morning so pray for me and then uh, Johnny Starnes uh, he's one of our shut-ins uh, he's in the hospital Johnny's really sick uh, and his family called me yesterday and asked that we pray for him and I told him that we would and then uh, Greg Eichard family uh, his mother passed away this, this week. So we want to remember that family in prayer. But I want to invite you to come. Join me in prayer. Would you come to the altar and let's pray together. Thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the morning father we are so grateful to know you and father to be able to come before your throne and lord to have a relationship with you and father we want to pray this morning for jamie as he's homesick and lord we want to pray for johnny as he's in the hospital and the eckerd family uh i pray for them this morning i pray you'd comfort greg i pray you'd be with them and father we want to thank you for loving us this morning Lord, we want to thank you that we can rejoice in the Lord always. And, Lord, that we can worship you each and every day. And, that Lord, that we can abide with you. And we praise you for what you're doing 
in the life of your people. And this morning, we want to pray that, Lord, as we're here this morning, that, Lord, that you'd have your will and way in the preeminence in this service. We pray that you'd be glorified and you'd be praised and honored and worshiped and adored. And, Lord, that we would just behold you this morning as the Lord who loves us and gave himself for us. And, Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for your great love this morning. And, Father, we want to thank you that we have a new day to worship you. And, Father, I pray you'd bless this time of offering as well. Lord, it's an act of worship that we're able to give, that we might be able to go to share the gospel, Lord, to people that do not know you and they've never heard the good news. And, Father, we just pray that you'd bless this time. And may you truly be worshipped. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come from this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Thank you, and you may be seated.
you glad he's alive? I am. If you have your Bibles, turn to John 15. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 10. And uh, Jamie called me late Friday night. He said, man, I hate to do this, but I'm sick. (laughs) He said, can you preach for me Sunday morning? I said, yeah. So we're going to talk about abide. I want to challenge you this morning as a Christian, and if you're not a Christian, to abide in Christ. This is a parable that he's speaking, the Lord is speaking, and if you'll read with me, verses 1 through 10, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken unto you. He says in verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you abide in my love just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. May we pray this morning. Father, we come this morning to abide in You. As we breathe, we pray that You would abide within us. I pray that You would encourage the believer, us who know You, Lord, to abide within you more. I pray this morning that you would be exalted. I pray that you would be uplifted. I pray that you would be honored. 
I pray that you would be glorified this morning and that we would truly abide and worship you and you would abide within us in Christ's name. Amen. In 2020, we need to learn the value of abiding in Jesus as never before. So that's my challenge to us this morning, that we would abide in our Lord as we have never have before. He's the vine, and without him, the scripture says we can do nothing. He is the genuine vine. That is the original one who gives us what? Eternal life. This is where we get our source of eternal hope, salvation, sanctification. As Christians, we can't exist without him. It reminds me when I read in Romans 14, verses 7 through 8, the scripture says this. For none of us lives unto himself, and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Aren't you glad that you belong to him, that you can abide within him? He's the vine and we're the branches. And we can abide in the source that gives us strength for our every moment through our every day. It's important to remember not everything in a parable has to mean something. But there's one thing in a parable that Jesus brings out here. A parable teaches one main truth. And the one main truth that Jesus is teaching in this parable is abiding in him. And I believe that's a challenge for us today how we need to abide within him every moment of every day. We need him. We need his power. We need his strength. We need his wisdom. We need him to guide us in all the decisions that we make in our lifetime. And he wants to do that. For one purpose in our Christian life. That we might produce much fruit for him. He wants us to produce fruit for his kingdom. And for his glory. And for his honor. That's why he wants to abide within us. Six times in this passage. The word fruit is mentioned. And the word abide is. It is used 15 different times. We're going to look at it 10 times this morning. In these 10 verses. You know as sons and daughters of Christ. We are to abide in Christ. Our lives or to be fully engrafted in Christ, engrafted in Him, alone, if we are to live a Spirit-filled life. We can't live without Him. And I want to encourage you this morning just to give yourself to Him this year. If you want to make a New Year's resolution and say, I just want to give myself to you, Lord. This year, I just want to give myself to you one day at a time. I want to follow you. I want to abide in you. I want to walk with you. I want my mind to be like your mind. In this parable, Jesus simply shows us the value of abiding in him and he in us. Abiding is simply this. Abiding in Christ is, is living a daily life with him and having fellowship with him and praying to him and reading his word and letting his word abide within you and you abiding yourself within him. Look at this phrase. Guys, if we go to this slide, I want you to think about this thought. Why the Spirit inside you is better than Jesus beside you. Jesus said, I must go away. That the Comforter might come and to lead you in all truth and teach you all truth. 
You see, we have the Spirit of God abiding within us, Christ in us, abiding in our lives daily that He might walk with us. The first thing that I want to share with you this morning is this. He proclaims His divine source. He's the vine. He is the source. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. He's the vine, and we're the branch. Jesus is the authentic vine, and he supplies all the resources that we need through the Holy Spirit. You know, there's nothing in your life that the Lord can't give you. And you can't get it on your own. We can't get strength. We can't get hope. We can't get peace and love and joy and all those things of the fruit of the Spirit. God has to give us those things. But those things are given to us through his Holy Spirit. And he wants to do that. He gives us our daily nourishment because he's the vine. He has the substance that we need. Some days you don't feel like you have what you need. He has the power you need to live out your spiritual life. He'll give you the strength to get up in the morning. Sometimes it's hard to get up, isn't it? Sometimes it's hard to have enough encouragement in your spiritual life to think about the next thing to do. But he's there to give you that source and that substance you need, the power you need to live out your daily life. God supplies what we need because he is Jehovah Jireh. And the word Jehovah Jireh comes to the place where Abraham offered up Isaac, his son, and it's the meaning the Lord will provide. Do you know God will provide for you? He provided a lamb for us, a lamb called Jesus, without spot, without blemish, that he might forgive us of our sins. That he might come and abide within us and live within us in our daily lives and help us in every decision that we make. He did provide that lamb for you and for me that he might abide within us. The question is, are you abiding in him to receive all that he has for you? Are you abiding in the vine that you might receive all that God has for you? Let me encourage you this morning. Let me encourage you to abide within him. Give him your life and say, Lord, I've just surrendered my, my mind to you, my heart to you. I've not been abiding in you as I should, but I come to abide myself in you. Jesus said, I have all power is given to me in heaven and earth. He has all that we need. He's the great I am. He has given us power to produce fruit for his kingdom and for his glory. And then Jesus said this, my father is the vine dresser. He's the vine dresser. That means God is going to take care of us when we abide in him. Did you know you can have that peace? Because he's the gardener. The father's the gardener. He cultivates and he protects the vine. Our heavenly father is going to watch over our lives. You and I must abide in Christ, the vine, in order to provide, in order to produce a spirit-filled life. Jesus said in verse 5, for without me, you can do nothing. So we need to stop trying to live this Christian life on our own. And we need to say, Lord, here I am. I just come to abide within you. I come to give my mind to you, my heart to you. I come to yield my life to you. I pray that you would order my steps through the day. And he will. The Bible says that God orders the steps of a righteous person. But guess what? He gives you that life. He gives you the direction you need. So 
We need to stop living this life on our own and just abide in him. Give yourself to Jesus. How can you do this? I think we can find this in Psalms. In Psalms 118, 24, it says this, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know where I learned that Bible verse? In Awana. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Put your mind. Have the right view of God. This is the day the Lord's made. No matter what you're facing, God's made that day for you. So have the right view of God. And then rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice that He's your Savior and that He abides with you and you know Him. And you have that personal relationship with Him. And then I think of this verse. I think of it when I go down to the beach. It's Psalms 113 and 3. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. You see those beautiful sunrises? You see those beautiful sunsets? But the Lord's name is to be praised. He wants us to have the right view of him throughout our day and abide within him and know that he, his name is worthy of all praise and honor and glory. So praise him. The second thing I want to share with you, he provides assistance as divine every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit you know there are two there are two processes that are performed on the vine here there's a purging and then there's a pruning which one do we need which one do you need i need both i need to be purged and i need to be pruned i need both of them let's look at the the purging. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. There's some things in our life we don't need. I remember when Jesus was walking in, in the scriptures and he was coming down to a fig tree and it, and it was time he was hungry. It was time for him to, he wanted a fig to take off the tree and it had no fruit and he was going to curse the tree. And he was going to curse it. And one man said, Lord, don't curse the tree. He said, give me a year to dig around its roots and to fertilize it that it might produce fruit. That's merciful, isn't it? That's what this passage is saying here in the next verse when he talks about purging. This does not mean that you're lost because you're not producing fruit. But it's a sad indictment. This morning... That only 5% of Christians, 5% of Christians ever lead another soul to Christ. So in this passage, Jesus is speaking about him being the vine and you're the branches. And he wants us to produce fruit for his kingdom and for his glory. He wants us to do better than 5%. He wants us to do all that we can do. Abide in him and to share who he is with a lost and a dying world. Don't let your life be thrown away. Abide in him. Don't be fruitless when you stand before his throne. Make a difference in 2020. I want to challenge you this morning to make a difference and abide in Jesus more. What is in your life that needs to be taken away? You know what that is. You know, I said and thought about this and I, I read this scripture and I thought about some things in my life that needs to be taken away. When I look into the perfect law of liberty, into God's truth, I look into myself and I say, God, that's exactly what I need out of my life. That's what's hindering my growth.
for you. What hinders you the most from becoming all God has intended you to be? Let God purge you. The God, just come take it away. I give it to you. I don't need it. It's weighing me down. I cannot go forward. Cast off everything that stops you from abiding in him. Hebrews says it best. Listen to this passage, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, it says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. Take it off. What it is? What is it? And he goes on, and in the, in the writer in Hebrews says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us run with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for joy, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What was the joy? The joy was you. He knew one day he would come and abide in your heart. He knew that one day he would come and live in your life and your family's life. He would be your savior and that, and that you would abide within him. You're with the, you're, you're with the, you're, you are the joy that was set before Christ. For the joy that was set before him. And he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He is risen. Lay aside everything that hinders you and abide in him. And you'll have life that produces much fruit for his kingdom. You'll find more blessings in this life than you've ever found before because you abide in him and he in you. Then he prunes us. The second thing he does, he prunes us. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it might bear more fruit. Allow the Lord to cut away. See, pruning's a little different from purging. It's when you cut it away. I was raised up close to an apple orchard at my house. My cousins had an apple orchard, and my neighbors had an apple orchard, and now I live up in All Healing Springs. I've been there 35 years, and they had an apple orchard. And I'd go by, and I would see the apple trees being pruned. They cut them down to about pretty low. Well, in the next year or two, they're producing a lot of apples. <laughs> and you're picking up apples, and you take them home, and Mom would always make the best apple pies. All that fruit, they were, it was so good. But that comes from pruning, doesn't it? It comes from cutting the tree back. And there's things in my life and your life that needs to simply be pruned. And if we're honest, listen to what David said. David wanted to grow more. David wanted to abide in the Lord more. David said in Psalms 139, 23, and 24, these words, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and... See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. What David was saying, Lord, prune me. Prune me. Take away those things that I might be all I can be for you. Make me, Jesus, more like you and less like me. That's what pruning is in the Christian life. That's what God wants us to become like. Allow God to prune you no matter how much it might hurt. You know... We just need to be transparent. We need to be honest before God and repent of what is hindering our spiritual growth. I think sometimes in our life we're not honest. We're not spiritually mature and honest before God. And we'll say, you know, I'm okay. 
No, we're not okay. Sometimes our lives get jumbled up. We get busy doing what we want to do. And we forget to abide in Him. And we make mistakes. And we make decisions we shouldn't make. Because we're not truly abiding in the vine. And we're not living spiritually before the Lord as we should. And that's why Jesus is speaking this parable. And this parable is to us. That we might abide in Him. That we might be all that we can be for Him. What kind of fruit are you producing, can I ask? You know, Galatians, if you go to the next slide, it talks about what fruit of the Spirit is. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Are you, are you patient? Do you have patience in your life? Goodness. The grandkids come over Friday. Yeah, there's four of those. Wow, that's a lot of kids. <laughs> and I was putting the two younger uh, grandsons to sleep. One's five and one's almost four. And one said, I don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> the other said, I'm too hot. Then I started showing them some pictures and things and they calmed down. And I, and I thought about this verse, goodness. The fruit of the Spirit is goodness. And I told the boys, I said, Hudson, I, jet, I said, you, I have a good son. He's your dad. He was a good boy. He was a good son. And, they, and I said, he was, was he a good teenager, Pawpaw? I don't, know how they, I don't know how they know what a teenager is. And I said, yeah, he was a good teenager. He was a good, he's a good, he was a good man. He is a good man. And I said, you know what? You're, you have a good daddy. Can I say something? The scripture says we need to be good. We need to have goodness in our heart. That people might see Christ in us. That they might see the fruit of a real Christian. That they might see that Christ is truly abiding in us. And living in us. That was a great teaching moment. I love doing that. Those boys eat it up. You know the truth is? They do have a good dad. And then it goes on, the scripture says, the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. If you desire this kind of life, just abide in Him. Say, Lord, here I am. I give myself to you. I give my mind to you. I rejoice in you. Live like Jesus. You know, there's a progression in this whole parable. Jesus said, I want you to have fruit. Jesus said, I want you to have more fruit which I, where I purge you and I, I take away the things that you don't need in your life. He said, I want you to have that. And then Jesus is saying, I want you to have much fruit. I want to prune you and make you the most productive person that you can be in this life. That's this parable. Where are you? Where am I? And then there's his invitation, the third thing. His invitation, and I'm going to hurry. His invitation to abide. Abide in me. Here he gives it. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. In 1 John 3.24, it explains this. Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him. If we keep the Lord's commandments, we abide in him. 
and he and he and him and by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us he has given us his spirit because we keep his commandments he abides in us and his spirit abides in us what commandments are we to keep Justin read it this morning to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your strength. And the second is likened to it. To love your neighbor as yourself. Oh me. We need to love our neighbor. And then the fourth thing is his indwelling. Christ has come to indwell the believer. I in him. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. That's where we become fruitful. For without me, you can do nothing. I and him means Christ living in the believer. Paul said this. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. Abiding in Christ. That's when I come alive. If we abide in Christ, we must die to ourselves, though. Paul said this in Galatians. Guys, you go to the next slide. It's in Galatians 2.20. Please look at this passage. It says... I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ in me. The results of, a true, of truly abiding in Christ and bearing fruit is that you love, You'll know that they are my disciples because they have love one for another. That you'll have joy unspeakable and full of glory. People will see the joy in your life. They'll see the peace in your life, the long-suffering, the patience that you have. They'll see the kindness that you display. They'll see the goodness that you do. They'll see your faithfulness. They'll see your gentleness and kindness to others and your self-control. That's who we are. When we abide in Christ. The fifth thing. Abide in his love. And quickly. As the father loved me. I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Jesus said I need you to abide in my love. First John tells us so clearly. On how to abide in his love. I think the greatest thing I can do this morning. Is just to read this passage in first John. If you'll go there, guys, it's 1 John 4. If you have your Bibles, you can follow along. It's in, it's in verses 12 through 16. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. Listen to verse 15. Whoever confess, confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. That's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He abides in us. And verse 16 says this. And that we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. How's your love life? And God in him. Are you loving? And then Jesus is our example in verse 10. He says this, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. 
You know Jesus when he come to earth? He, he talks about the parable in Matthew's gospel. He sent his son into a vineyard and they took him and they killed his son. Jesus went to the cross for you and for me. That he might abide in your heart and life. That he might be your savior. He went to the cross for you. This is what the scripture says in John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this. Guys, we go to the next slide. Greater love hath no man than this. Then he laid down his life for his friends. That's what Jesus did for us. We should be all about worship. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, and I'm the whosoever, would believe in him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. These are things that we know. But that's how we abide. We abide within him. The last thing is this. His punishment is severe. In verse 6, he says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, withered, and they gather them and they throw them into the fire. You know, there is eternal hell. And people that do not abide in Christ and don't know Christ will live there forever. It's real. And they are burnt. It's an everlasting you know, Judas, for example, was with Jesus. He looked like a branch, but he didn't have God's life in him. Therefore, he, he, he departed. His destiny was like that of a dead branch. That's sad, isn't it? If you're here this morning, if you don't abide in Christ, if you don't know him, I want to encourage you to come and give your life to Christ this morning and abide in him and know that you have eternal life when you leave here. And know for certain that you have a home in heaven when you leave here. And if you're here this morning, and if you don't abide in Christ as you should, if you've been away and, and you're not fruitful like you should be, I want to invite you this morning to be able to come and say, God, you know what? I've not been abiding in you as I should. Lord, I need you to come and simply purge me. I need you to come and prune my life. I need you to come and do that in me. In closing, I want to share a testimony with you. One of our late church members, Kathy Cook. Some of you remember Kathy. She was, she was a, a blind lady and her husband Charles and um, Lori and I used to help get her groceries some and take and, help take and pay her bills. Some of you remember Kathy. Well, Kathy was sharing her testimony one night at Awana, and Kathy's blind, and she was sharing her struggles as a blind person, and I was just listening to her. She graduated from Appalachian, and then she got her four-year degree, and then one year later, she received her master's. One year later. <laughs> Are y'all with me? She's blind, and she gets a master's in a year. But she shares something at the end of her testimony that I'll never forget. And I, want, I wrote it down. I want you to listen. This is years ago. Kathy said this. She stood there with her arms open. She could not see anybody. She says, all I have is Jesus. Come and take him. All I have is, Je all I have is Jesus. Come and take him. And she repeated it over and over again. 
All we have is Jesus. Come and abide within him. That he might abide within you. This morning, if you'll stand. The ladies are coming to play a song of invitation. And as they come to play that song of invitation. I want to invite you to come. I want you to invite you to come and ask the Lord to abide in you more in 2020 than ever before. Church, I want to make this statement. We need Jesus more now than we ever have before in our lifetime. In the history of this world, in the history of the church, we need to abide in Christ more than we ever have before. I want to invite you to come. If you just want to come and pray, you come. The invitation's yours. You come. this service in prayer I hope you'll just give yourself to the Lord and abide in his love and let his love abide in you that that we'll be more fruitful than a church in 2020 than we've ever been in the history because the Lord's coming it's the 11th hour and the time's drawing closer and closer I hope you'll have a, a, a great new year let's close in prayer father we thank you for this day Lord we thank you that we can abide in the vine and, Lord, that we can find all the resources that we need. Thank you for speaking through your word this morning. I pray you'd bless those that are here. I pray you'd encourage them to be all they can be for you in 2020. And, Father, we love you. We thank you for loving us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good day.